0: how do you not hear that?
2: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
0: Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you, in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for, to, uh, for today, Separativeness, Part 2. Before we begin, I'd like to give some credit to Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, and she wrote 24 volumes of literature. And those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear in this show. And the following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. Clear thinking, a clear appraisal of causes, and a loving outgoing to all should distinguish all spiritual people at this time. Where this attitude doesn't exist, there is the danger of falling into the trap of hatred and separativeness. This spells danger and delusion. Uh, Can you begin with a a few highlights from our previous discussion of this topic?
1: We um, discussed um, the nature of separativeness and pondered on the possible origins of it the writings of Alice Bailey which are the ageless wisdom teaching say that um, the only true sin is separativeness and that's really interesting to ponder on because we can all probably think of a lot of things that we consider sinful or if we're really liberated spirits we might be the kinds of people that say there are no sins there's just human nature being itself But she says that the only true sin is separativeness. And the reasoning for that, I think, is that separativeness is the illusion, the mistaken belief that the individual stands separate from and apart from the rest of humanity. And when we start thinking like that, we are in trouble. Because then, out of that mistaken belief that we are apart from and separate from other people, we start to um, live our lives for our own personal agendas and that leads to greed and selfishness and hatred sometimes and certainly the the desire to be one up on everybody else. It's the whole basis of the capitalist mentality, I suppose, to grab more of the pie for oneself than anybody else has. And um, in its most evil form, it leads to war, and to ostracism of people who are different than you and to racism and prejudice and intolerance and bigotry. So we discussed that and um, pondered on why it seems the present times seem to be really fostering this tendency to separativeness in people. If anything, it might be getting worse.
2: And uh, yes, it it could be getting worse because um, separateness and separation is is said to be the line of least resistance to people um, at this time. Uh, And I think it's um, this ability to discriminate. It's the factor of the human faculty of the human mind to discriminate, and which is a good faculty to have, but it can carry one into deep water if it's uh, allowed to create a... um, a, a sense of superiority or uh, us against them or some kind of uh, a separative attitude like that.
1: Maybe you need to define how the ageless wisdom views discrimination because a lot of people might think that means prejudice.
2: No, discrimination is the ability to discern uh, a different um, a difference, and, might, and that is a necessary faculty to have because in the uh, early stages of uh, our development, uh, this is very necessary. But I I think, and I think we've mentioned this before, there is this, the idea of differentiate, and which is different from separativeness. And it's uh, the ability to differentiate, like differentiate colors, or the colors of the rainbow, the colors of the clothing, or that differentiate ethnic groups or male and female. Um, This kind of um, discrimination isn't really a separative in nature. It is just simply the ability to discriminate uh, right from wrong, and it helps us get through the world.
1: And it's also a quality that's absolutely vital to the spiritual path. Because without spiritual discrimination, you can be led into all kinds of blind alleys and wrong spiritual practices, Uh, and we do see people that spend sometimes years, if not lifetimes, following so-called gurus and teachers who promise more than is realistic in terms of spiritual development and who overpower the minds and spirits of their followers and, in a sense, take custody of um, their little wills and manipulate them and indoctrinate them. And that's the nature of a cult, that you give up without realizing it, your own free will. So discrimination, in terms of spiritual values, is very important. And learning to discriminate between the material values and truly spiritual values is a major development in human evolution so we talked about separativeness being somewhat related to discrimination as you say it's, it's part I guess of learning to be human, we see differences, we see differences of race, of religion, of language of culture, of history, of experience differences of mental ability, differences of all kinds of talents, we are not all alike on the outer level and that's part of the beauty of the human family that there are so many variations and this great kaleidoscope is what enables humanity as a whole to be so varied and um, to create whoever called it the the glorious mosaic of human expression part of I suppose multiculturalism today is a celebration of these differences but sometimes I'm not so sure if it's a good idea
2: well the difference is um, it's meant to be that way because this is the way the human race is made up it's, there are differences and um, but it's when it steps over the line <clears throat> depends on the motive too of the person um, because separateness is an attitude of the little self uh, which has a tendency to make one superior over another and um, to set one apart of being better or more more so different that uh, one becomes superior to the other. And then it becomes um, an object of glamour in itself because it, it creates this false impression that uh, the differences make a difference. <laughs> <laughs>
1: differences make a difference. I think it lies had its base in the need to discover one's identity as a human being and as an individual. was um, Des- it? Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. That's correct, yeah. yeah. The fact that I can think to be aware is what makes me aware of my distinctive being. And that stage of identity that isolates itself in a sense of individuality is what makes a human being um, aware of his separateness of his uniqueness and we are in one sense all unique we are all individual and independent but in a more spiritual sense that uniqueness and independence vanish because the great spiritual teachings say we are one and that oneness is found on the level of the soul and higher still of pure spirit we originate from one creator or one cause and we return to that creator or initiating cause but on the outer level of life on earth we have the independence of living within a physical body and in an emotional body that gives and mental body that gives its own coloring how we Transform this sense of identity into a sense of the one humanity is, I think, the major leap on the spiritual path. That's what the teachings of the great masters and what meditation are meant to lead us to, a discovery that, yes, I am, and that realization that I am opens us into the discovery of the essential humanness that all of us share.
2: And that brings up the point that behind the evolutionary trend that is moving humanity along is this uh, tendency towards uh, synthesis, towards the ultimate synthesis. That is the ultimate goal in consciousness is this developed this capacity to see and express the world and yourself in a, with a sense of synthesis. And um, so any any um, activity of a separative nature or any motives or any thoughts of a separative nature work against this general trend of evolution, and so that's why it's, it's called the greatest sin against God because it it works against the um, what God is trying to create mm-hmm. in the human kingdom
1: and we probably mm-hmm. all fall into that trap of thinking in that way. We can see it in our language. We need to watch our language because language expresses a state of consciousness. And the language is full of words like heathen, infidel, gentile, foreigner, that all express the, real, the belief of our apartness and at the same time of the other individual's apartness from us, his separateness from us. The very term heathen means one who is not of our belief system. Infidel means a non-believer. And if you've ever lived in a culture where you are the one referred to as the infidel, it's kind of shocking. Because we come from a religion, many of us being raised Christian, who identifies them as the heathen. And they're looking at us and saying, no, you're the infidel. How dare they? Yeah, how dare they? It's, It's ludicrous and it's dangerous because we can see now what's happening in the world as a result of this misguided belief that people who don't believe the same doctrine and read the same scripture as I do are outside the pale in terms of God's view. And this is really dangerous. So I think that's why the writings of Alice Bailey say separativeness is the one true sin.
0: For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today separativeness, and we have a special offer from Luz's Publishing, and that's the Alice Valley book Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, and it's available for $16. The discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. And a little bit more about Ponder on This, uh, I started out reading this book, uh, one of the early books that I read, and I liked it a lot because uh, everything is summarized and abridged, and it enabled me to more or less make up a, uh, a priority list of topics that I want to look at first, where to find them, what books uh, deal with them, explore them. And, um, and then what I did is I made up that uh, priority list and I went back to the 24 volumes and I selected the appropriate book that I was interested in. And it really helps a lot in the study of the works of Alice Bailey. So once again, if you'd like to ponder on this, it's available for $16. You need to send a check or money order to Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York 10005. And you should write a little note just saying that you heard about the offer on uh, the radio show Inner Sight. And also, if you um, if you'd like to donate, we certainly appreciate your donations, uh, both large and small. Uh, They're certainly an expression to us uh, of your support. So. Uh, we really appreciate that. So send your donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, uh, whether it's to order a general package of information, and within that general package of information, you'll find... Uh, uh, a lot of information about uh, Luci's trust and most frequently asked question, is it a religion? Luci's trust? No, it's not. it's a, uh it's a spiritual philosophy organization. People from all religions, walks of life uh, attend our meetings. Uh, if you'd like to get that general package of information, it's one eight six six. give us a call one eight six 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 nine five. Eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y. Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Our website is www.lucistrust.org, and you can. Well, I guess the primary reason people key into it is to look at the previously archived library of radio shows. But there's so much information on that uh, website. Uh, I, I was thinking uh, two two thoughts, uh, Sarandell. I was thinking that. um, Uh, number one is the separateness that we all have the individual is it an illusion and also I'm I'm thinking too what would the creator give us the separateness for if true reality is uh, that we're all uh, one
1: yes uh, the writings of Alice Bailey say that separativeness the sense of being independent individuals isolated from the rest of humanity is indeed an illusion the fascinating thing that I still haven't figured out because this, this whole issue really intrigues me. We're given a physical body to incarnate in. The nature of that physical body is such that it contains us within literally a physical shell that is a kind of a barrier uh, against all the other physical beings that uh, the six billion of us on this planet inhabit. Why? was that done? What What is the divine plan that causes us to incarnate in these, these bodies separate from everybody else? I think maybe it has to do with... Uh, there was a statement by the wonderful uh, physician and biochemist or whatever, Lewis Thomas, who wrote The Lives of a Cell a book, yeah. and the, the Medusa and the Snail. And I remember he said it seemed to him as far as he could figure that humanity constituted something like the brain of God well a brain needs billions of cells doesn't it to function and we could perhaps see the six billion of us on the planet as all the different cells that make up the brain of God and through this one humanity as a whole God is able to see into the world He needs all of these different cells to complete the picture of the outer manifestation of his plan as it is presently working out. Each of us is just one little cell, and all of the varied cells are needed. The problem is that we, by mistake and by glamour and delusion and lack of understanding, imagine that we are separate and unique from all the other selves. We don't see the wholeness that Dale mentioned, the synthesis. The best, um, best image we probably are given of the truer picture is the hologram, which, as I understand it, contains the whole within every part of itself. And you can see the whole image within any fragment of that hologram, I wish we could see the whole of humanity within our own individual experience. And interestingly, this is something that's gained through illness and suffering. Anybody who has really suffered almost always ends up with a sense of, I'm not in this alone, and I am not the only one suffering. In fact, I'm part of a great human experience. It it can be really heart-expanding go through some of the most miserable experiences something is broken down that was separated some barricade or wall is broken down.
2: but isn't that um, perhaps the lesson that we have to learn because pain and suffering just kind of goes along with the job here on earth.
1: but well, wouldn't it be nice if we could learn it without suffering because well, I think God intends us to be joyful.
2: yes, but I think it's 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 unfortunately well, it's a stage that we have to go through to uh, to learn um, to learn joy, to learn to love, to overcome all the pain and suffering and sacrifice. It's uh, it's a matter of learning sacrifice too.
1: What's so good about sacrifice?
2: Well, sacrifice is um, really making sacred to make sacred. I think that's what the word really means and. To make sacred is what we are about here, to make the substance that we are born with more sacred and to make this um, whole planet a more sacred place in which to live.
1: And I suppose we go about that um, act of sacrifice every moment of our lives if we if we think about every every thought we express, every action we take, every reaction we make, as something that contributes to or harms the larger whole. You can't board a subway train without having <laughs> some kind of impact on other people. If you take a seat from someone else, well, that had an impact on the person that thought he was going to get it. If you uh, get into a, a discussion that doesn't go well with friends or coworkers, you're making an impact. Um, we can all redeem and make sacred every moment of our lives we can, I suppose, get a little obsessive about it, but it does take that close attention, don't you think?
2: Yes, it does. It takes here again the discriminating power of the mind to mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, to, to see the right and wrong of the issue, and um, to be
1: vigilant.
2: And vigilant, and there is a right. To, um, what is it? Uh, more right, <laughs> right, and more right, and. Wrong well, and principles. More and greater yeah. principles. So yeah. it's a matter of fine tuning your uh, discriminating ability, but um, not to be uh, trapped in that uh, separative attitude that can develop from that, but to carry on and develop uh, a sense of wholeness and love.
1: And I think that humanity is really making strides because. At the same time that the forces that would separate and divide us from each other seem to be growing stronger, we have this counterforce of more and more groups that are forming, that are truly working for the good of the whole, not only of the whole of humanity, but the whole of our planet. People who have given up criticism and divisiveness and condemnation, which was the old method of the 60s of rebellion, to work for love and understanding and unification. And those groups and individuals are so mobilized today that it's um, one can't say that there aren't opportunities to, to join with them. Each of us can. There's a lot that people who are on a spiritual quest can contribute. Each of us can make a difference. And the quality of our thought and our prayer and our meditation can make a powerful um, effect uh, against the forces of separatism. Be sure of that. And there is, in fact, um, a mantra from the books of Alice Bailey that many people work with on a daily basis that seeks to sustain the, the underlying unity that's working out in the human experience today. It's called the mantra of unification there's a variation on the opening line that appears in her books she says the sons of men are one sons meaning as in Christ the son of God the consciousness aspect but I've also seen it written as the souls of men are one and I am one with them I seek to love not hate I seek to serve and not exact due service I seek to heal not hurt Let all men love. Well, I don't think there's anyone who has listened to this, who doesn't have some sense of the outer cleavages at work in the world today. We see those all too vividly in what's happening in the world, in the forces of terrorism and bigotry and prejudice and the remaining vestiges of the caste system that separates and ostracizes some parts of a number of societies. We see it in prejudice and arrogance and superiority and its other side, inferiority. That too is a way of uh, ranking oneself that denigrates someone at the expense of another. So working with this mantra can be a a way to build an image or a vision of unity in one's own consciousness.
2: Yes, and unfortunately, the uh, the schisms that uh, mean the most to us are like uh, the schism in the um, in the church. In
1: mm-hmm.
2: Between the Eastern Orthodox and the Western Catholic Church, there's a great schism. There's a schism that appears to be in Islam,
1: mm-hmm.
2: between uh, the Sunnis and the Shiites, for example.
1: And in Judaism, between mm-hmm. the ultra-Orthodox right. and the...
2: So it's it that real? those belief systems that lie at the very core of our being in our religious expression is where the most and the deepest schisms often lie. And that's why it's so difficult to work in, work them out. Um, it's because they lie so deep in our consciousness.
1: And the writings of Alice Bailey said, the religious war will be the worst. And I sometimes wonder if that's what we're entering into now. It's a war, for the most part, still on the mental plane. Some people are dying, yes, but it's not as if we've entered into the stage of the world war, but it's a brutal, bloody war for the minds of human beings, for the consciousness of humanity. And all of us have to be vigilant to not succumb to hatred and a desire to retaliate and to demonize people who we think view life differently. It's a a time in history when every one of us makes a difference in the quality of our thought and our relationships. So I hope this mantra might inspire a few people to work with it.
0: If you'd like a copy of what uh, Sarah just read, the mantra of unification, uh, we'd be delighted to send it out to you. Once again, uh, what you need to do is ask for the Mantrum of Unification, and that's what Sarah read a little earlier in the show. Uh, if you'd like it, just give us a call and request it. Call us on a toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. Once again, it's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is Lucas Think of one 866 York. LUCIS, LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
1: Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth
0: morning sleepy guess you want mcdonald's for breakfast uh, how'd you know you're sleep humming the
1: mcdonald's jingle
0: i don't know what you're talking uh, 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 about
1: you just did it no i didn't No so, mcdonald's
0: i could use my cafe latte
1: there's a mcdonald's for every morning Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
0: How do you not hear that?